and welcome back to Dark Opinions, Dark Reporter. Um, again, um, I just feel that I need to repeat that um, my views are my views. And they will certainly sometimes offend or make rub people the wrong way. Um, if you feel that I've done that, then don't listen to my podcast, please. Okay. Um, my opinions have been known to polarize a room. So this effect is something that I know will translate also through my podcast. So with no further ado. I am talking today about a lot of things that have been on my mind. And I have been in discussion groups, listening to other people's opinions, their viewpoints, where they're coming from, just to see if, you know, to find a range where I am, where my my opinions fit so far so um, there are a few topics I want to address today and one of those is a 16 year old who was shot by the police officer she was holding a knife and it looks on the body cam as if she was about to kill the girl that she was holding back up against a car, I believe it was. We we don't know exactly what happened because the investig is still an ongoing investigation, and that part has not been released. We don't even know who exactly called nine one one in the first place. The issue that a lot of people have, and including myself, is that the. A taser was not even used. Here's my thing. Why not use a taser? Because to me, if you wanted to get the gun, the gun, the knife out of her hand, a taser would have been effective. But no, he feels he needs to shoot her. What was it? Four times or something like that in the chest. To stop her, he said that she was about to kill the other girl. The 911 call, we do have that. And it says that a girl was there trying to harm her grandmother. And I think she was saying something about trying to bully or harm her and her friends or something like that. Okay, so we don't, because we don't know who actually called, we don't know who was who in this, okay? The 16-year-old holding the knife could have been the one that called 911. She could have just gotten the knife from the girl and it looked as if she was going to stab her when actually she could have just 
disarmed her. Okay? So a lot of people are really jumping to conclusions about this. And really, nobody needs to jump to conclusions because we don't know what exactly happened. Um... So, what, in the same vein, we have the Derek Chauvin trial. And I'm so glad that people have stopped saying it was the George Floyd trial. George Floyd was not on trial there's been a lot of lies in the white community um, trying to say that he, in his past, he held a pregnant woman. Um, he held up a pregnant woman with a knife or something like that. And that has been fact-checked fact, fact to be false, a lie. It was some lie that was spread on Instagram that was on Instagram and then, of course, it went through the white community, the racist white community, like wildfire. And um, I found out about this on Facebook, actually, on a page called American Voices, where they were really condemning him for doing this act that they actually believe he did. And um, there's actually reports that have been made, like pages, like websites that people have made condemning George Floyd over this lie. Nobody fact-checks it, except I found the truth. And I did post it there, and I let everyone know so that the lie can stop. Okay? So, a lot of people are comparing um, the 16-year-old to Kyle Rittenhouse. You guys remember him, um, the teenager with an assault rifle who shot people and were applauded by the police. He went to a riot, shot people, and no and was applauded by the police. I forget which which city it was in. But they're saying, a lot of people are saying that, how is it that Kyle Rittenhouse, a white boy that shoots and kills people and walks towards the police with a fully loaded semi-automatic weapon, assault rifle, and nothing happens. Whereas a girl who's trying to defend herself, as some think, gets shot and killed, no questions asked. And true, some people think that she was the perpetrator. But still, wasn't Kyle Rittenhouse a perpetrator? So, um... I was reading some news reports that were saying that 
They were wondering if there was other police officers on the scene or was that police officer who shot her the first one there and they deduced that um, he was the first one there. Um, This is the opinion of the news that I was reading because we really don't know as the reports have not been fully um, released yet. So we are all left just going off the 911 call and off the body cam. You know, a taser was not even used. A taser was not used. In my opinion, taser should be the first line of defense in cases like that because the officer's life was not in danger. She was not even facing the officer. Her back was turned towards the officer, either defending herself or in the act of trying to kill the girl. But either way, that if she was white, he would not have ever shot her. That's basically where this country is. And then let's talk about something that is wrapped up in the fabric, in this thing that I talked about in my earlier podcast in this country, only in America. Oh, you have... People who don't know their full history, don't know their black history outside of America. There's a movie, a Netflix movie, that has become hugely popular, especially in the black community. And it's called Bridgerton. And you get a lot of uninformed, unenlightened news that say that it's mocking racism because the blacks live are are respected and live in high society. But that's idiocy. Because the movie is based in London. They're, London, England, Europe, they don't have the racism problems that we have in America. So yes, yes, black people actually do experience respect there. They actually have it. They actually live in higher society. So it, it really does not surprise me that the blacks and the whites here in America will feel that it's mocking slavery because that's all we know here is slavery and racism. Our reality, though, is not their reality in Europe and England. Let me repeat that. Our reality of slavery and racism is not their reality in Europe and England. It's an American problem. We need to stop 
assigning these labels of hate and racism on the blacks in other countries because other countries had enough empathy and decency and humanity to not even entertain the bullshit. But this country is still full of it. So these are the things that are top in top subjects, hot subjects, hot topics in this country right now. Not all the time, as some other issues do take precedence sometimes, but for the most part, right now, yeah, this is what's happening. And then we go to the bill about the Asian hate bill. The Department of Justice already has civil rights laws in place to protect people from racial hate crimes and attacks and stuff like that. We all, every race in America experiences prejudice. But not not all races experience hate. So blacks have been experiencing this hate and evil for 500 years. Okay, so with this Asian hate bill that protects Asians from anti-Asian hate crimes, it's a special bill Biden set aside. You got the black, he's got the black community wondering, and some folks in the white community, uh, he got America wondering. Why blacks still have to fight for the same thing? Here's my opinion on that. Because Asians were never slaves. We were, we were emancipated. But the true definition of emancipation is movement from ownership, movement from what, what from one owner to another. So all emancipation did was move us from our slave owners, but it never freed us. It made us better off, but we. We're never free. That's why a lot of people have a problem with the Juneteenth celebration. You know, some uh, people in the black community say that it's really stupid because Southern blacks celebrate getting the information late. What everybody else already knew. 
But what they don't realize is that the information was kept from them. Whereas the oppressive self, that term comes from. And it's still there. You don't hear about the oppressive north. Because the north is not oppressed. It's the south that's oppressed. And, um... So, then you got people that say that Juneteenth is irrelevant because we were never free. So, neither the North nor the South have a point, have, you know, a valid reason to call it a holiday. Juneteenth is only a holiday, a true holiday in some parts of the South. Not everybody recognizes it. People hold Juneteenth like they hold the memory of a moment that happened in their life. It's not something that's on that you put on the calendar. They have their little parades and stuff like that to celebrate it. But it's still not, it's only a Southern thing, really. My opinion on this is that I do not celebrate Juneteenth. Celebrating Juneteenth to me celebrates the oppressors. It says, thank you, oppressors, for letting us know. So that's why I don't celebrate. I don't believe in it. And I think it's crazy that people celebrate it. But um, going back to George Floyd, I'm so happy that Chauvin got convicted of all charges. And I vehemently agree that it's not a complete victory until the sentence fits the crime or crimes in this case because he was charged he was got convicted on all three counts as guilty 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 and the way the justice system is set up how you can less than a sentence he won't serve 40 years he might not even serve 10 and the way this racist country is set up he might not even serve 3 they might even put his ass on house arrest who knows but um Some people, some white people think that Derek Chauvin, that um, what he did was right because they want to villainize George Floyd. 
the people testified in court that passing a counterfeit $20 bill is something they wouldn't even arrest somebody for. Oh, and the store clerk, he is so remorseful that he called the cops that day because George Floyd could still be alive. Why would you call the cops? Anyway, just refuse the bill and refuse the sale. That's it for anybody. Because you know what? If it's a counterfeit $20 bill, made to look like a $20 bill, I question a lot of times. And that's why I'm happy that when you spend like $20, a $20 bill, $50 bill, $100 bill, that either check it by holding it up in the air, the uh, cashier's check it by either holding it up in the air or use that special pen and make a mark on it to verify that it's real. Because honestly, I don't know if I would know it's real or not. I don't. You know, it's got those little coatings and stuff on it. But how often do I really actually pay attention? I don't feel most of America really pays attention. But we want to villainize George Floyd for not paying attention. Um, so yeah, this whole week has been just a series of deep thinking and reflecting and contemplating how people come up with their racist theories, how they justify it. Um... But seriously, I have seen fights. Going back to the 16-year-old, I have seen fights, you know, in various, between various races and some of them mixed races. And always, like if it's girls, it's always over boys. Always over boys. So, um, that does not surprise me that that fight happened. And it happened on the street because, hell, you know, there's two places a fight among teenagers is going to happen. It's going to happen at school or is it going to happen outside of school? And were they being homeschooled because, they, because they're not in school right now due to the uh, COVID-19? Well, of course a fight going to happen. A fight happens among siblings in the same house. A fight happens among married people. So the fact that these girls were fighting isn't so bizarre or out of the ordinary. The fact that they're black and were fighting isn't so bizarre or out of the ordinary. What And the fact that what is bizarre and ordinary is the reaction, the racism, and the prejudgments that are entirely unfair to any other girls. Because really, the situation 
the whole thing with her holding a knife and him shooting her with a gun, that's textbook bringing a knife to a gunfight. She had a knife facing away from the officer. He had a gun, a deadly weapon that is way more powerful and faster. Who was more threatening? Her with the knife or him with the gun? If he really wanted to stop her from what he thought she was about to do and keep her alive, he would have used his taser. He chose not to use his taser. Just like that lady who said that she thought her gun was her taser. Lying. That officer was lying. And yes, officers lie. Officers cover up shit. And I believe to my heart that these officers committing these atrocious acts are committing other atrocious acts in the police department. But nobody is snitching on them. Why? Because there is a stronghold within the police department. It's like a a gang or an affiliation. Whereas if you snitch, you get stitches. And police officers know how to do that. And they know how to cover each other up. Those are the bad cops. The other cops either know and are afraid to say something or get involved or they just have no idea. And I would say the ones who just have no idea it's happening in their police precinct are the good ones. The ones that don't feel that they need to protect themselves with a gun every time they see a minority, I would say that's an okay cop. But Minnesota, or was it Minneapolis? Minnesota, period. Has a problem. This nation has a problem, but it's like, you know how when you're allergic to a certain food or something, you break out in hives. Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, the whole state is full of hives. Hives call hives that have come from the disease of racism in this country. That stain that would never leave. It's just going to, those hives are just going to keep up popping, keep, keep popping up in other areas, causing agitation, revealing the agitated, and revealing the disease. It's just a cycle that's going to continue. It's never going to stop. America will never be a Bridgerton. Never because of that.
So what is the future for black America and blacks in America? We will continue to make improvements. Yeah, you know, we're going to continue to make improvements at a very slow pace. Because the black community has to come together as one community. And I heard, or reheard, a uh, group of white people heralding Candace Owens as being the hero because of her views, how she made it out. And how she's being villainized as being too white or whatever because she made it out. She made it out of what? She hasn't gone anywhere. She's still black. No matter where she goes, what she does, how she feels. She hasn't made it out of anywhere. If the police were to approach her today, she would be dead just like any other black American. So she hasn't made it out of anything. The only thing she's done is have a viewpoint that might contradict what the black community feels. That's it. She's no hero. She's no none of that. She's just herself with her opinion, which she has an absolute right to. And speaking of her having an absolute right to her opinion, you have a lot of people in the black community who within the black community feel the same way about some of the stuff that she feels about, you know, that she feels. They are actually in absolute agreement on some of the things. But because she's standing with the people who are oppressing us and making her point, That's what black America has a problem with. Not her opinion. She has a right to her opinion, but the fact that she's receiving credibility from white people who take joy in oppressing us. Not all white people, but those that do. That's the problem. That is the mark on the black community that causes people to not like her at all. I don't like her. I don't like her at all. You don't have to turn your back away from your own race to make a point. She can stand with her own race and still make that very same point. And she would have more 
of her own race supporting her in that way. But to take, but to go to people who, white people who already are racist. And to be their little Jimbo. She makes herself look silly. And she just separates herself even further. From the community that would rally around her if she wasn't kissing up to racist white people. That's it. Not all whites are racist. I'm telling you, there are a lot. Actually, in my opinion, there is more decent white people than there are indecent white people. So, the media doesn't help matters. The media is actually part of the problem, too. And you know who else is part of the problem? The film industry in America is another part of the problem. The film industry in America loves to put black men in roles that depicts them as hardened criminals all the time. So much so that the racism in that is evident. But then you ask, what? Then why do black people take those roles? I would say the same reason why Mexicans do the jobs that nobody else wants to do. It's an opportunity. It puts food on the table. It may not do much for your dignity. But it's better than having nothing. But sometimes you got to take that stand. And sometimes taking that stand is uncomfortable. It's going to put you out of your comfort zone. It's just required sometimes. It's required. So... Now we come up to how do we fix this whole thing? It'll never be fixed. That's the reality. It will never be fixed. If black people want to live a better life, they need to move to England, Europe, someplace else other than America. And let me tell you, the black dollars 
the money we spend in this country, the work that we do in this country, is significant. Significant. We make more contributions to this country than anybody knows because we're not even given the credit. So people don't know. People don't know. There's a big movement for, you know, supporting black-owned businesses. And I truly support that. I truly do support that. But it's going to be year 5046. And we're black people still aren't going to have it, the respect they they deserve. Racism will still have a stronghold in this country. I am sure of it. As long as you have Democrats versus Republicans, or Republicans versus Democrats, racism will still have a stronghold in this country. And because ne- neither party is going away. Neither is racism. Neither are the ties that separate us. Not the ties that bind us, but the ties that separate us. I believe the separation in this country is truly generated by those two parties. They have no bigger goal than to keep us separated. Keep this nation separated. So, that is going to end my podcast for now. And I will be back with some, hopefully, something, a new topic. But I want to leave you guys with this. If you are tired of hearing about racism, imagine how tired black people are of experiencing it. Let me repeat that. If you are tired about hearing, if you are tired of hearing about racism, imagine how Tired black people are of experiencing it. Let that sink in. Alright. Thank you all for tuning in. And stay tuned for my next podcast. I love you all. And be kind to each other out there. Okay? Bye.